You're listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Today we will be concluding our current series, Your Values Are Showing, by talking about how these values and basic truths can lead to life change and will lead to life change in your ministry. But before we jump in, I'm Allie, your host, joined as always by Daniel. And Daniel, as always, also, I love to ask you, what are you loving? It's COVID times, right? Right. And we've had to really limit drinks and food Mm -hmm. in our small groups. Well, we have a training, we're calling it for our student ministers called the Stuman Seminar that's coming up. It's a super (laughs) cool name. And I really wanted to give them something to eat or drink and do it in a fun way that would kind of surprise them and be something fun, enjoyable. And I found these masks that you can it's got a little like strap on it so that you can remove it and put a straw through (laughs) your mask but they were kind of expensive six or seven bucks so instead i found these it's the brand is zukibo z-u-k-i-b-o and they send you it's like a little plug that you put in your mask that you can open and close to put a straw through (laughs) and there's a little hole puncher so we're gonna make face masks with holes in them so that you can drink out of a straw and you don't have to remove your mask and we can provide drinks um, like smoothies and coffee for our meeting with the student ministers. So I'm really excited about it. Got to get creative in these times. That's so funny. People think of everything. Well, I'm loving something probably where you're getting these. How do you say it? Zukibo? Sure. (laughs) I don't know how to say it. (laughs) masks but i am admittedly a little behind the times because i'm loving amazon right now and i know everyone has always (laughs) loved amazon but i've never been a big online shopper and stuff like that i just and i don't know where it came from recently but you just can find like they i wanted the anything 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 but i wanted the black face masks and i see everyone with them the paper ones that are black can't find them anywhere you can find them on amazon for like 10 bucks and they're there the next day just crazy but i got my um i sent my sister a little something you know you can order and send to other people it is just really easy and i know i'm behind the times but it is what i'm loving currently right now so if you haven't heard of amazon it's a company that sells everything online (laughs) and today's episode is brought to you by jeff bezos Well, as we said, we are in the final episode of our series, Your Values Are Showing. We have just throughout this series been explaining the value in values and how we want to go beyond being rules-based to values-based within our ministry. So our seven values in our next-gen ministry here at Nativity are being growth-oriented, relational, adaptable, irresistible, safe, experiential, and committed. So those to us are just... We have these values that branch off and create the basic truths and the things that we want students to be able to say and believe at the end of each stage of our program. So these values cultivate and lead us to developing these basic truths for our students. So today we're going to talk about how values and basic truths lead to life change within your ministry. We've really been big 
idea high level through this series. Yes. Which I think is what we do a lot of times on this podcast. It's kind of guiding principles for your student ministry. But today we want to get a little bit more practical with what this mm-hmm. means and, and how you really implement it, how it, it's going to really make a change. So we talk about the rungs on a ladder and in ministry, when you're trying to lead people somewhere, you're climbing a ladder. Think of it that way. You have to provide the rungs along the way. And a lot of times as ministry leaders, because we've done those rungs a long time ago, or it just isn't fresh in our minds Mm -hmm. anymore, we forget to provide the lower rungs on the ladder. Mm -hmm. So really that's, that's part of what we're trying to do with these values and with our leaders um, is to be able to provide these rungs for our students so that they can get to that point of life change, but they don't just get there overnight. Mm -hmm. It's, it's progressive. And so we need to show them the different rungs on the ladder. Otherwise they don't know where to step next. So all the lesson planning and the messages and the activities that we plan, how we spend our time, all of that, that we do, um, professionally as youth ministers, but also all of our leaders who are volunteers, mm-hmm. all of that fits within this value structure so that we know what our priorities are along the way. That's really what we're talking about today. Yes. And that our values being the foundation of our ministry is also the foundation of how we develop our leaders and encourage and equip our leaders and doing so through our values. It allows our leaders to be people who our students see as role models living by these standards and the basic truths that we want them to to walk away with. Um, they need those consistent adults in their lives who model the way we want to live. So students are looking at leaders all the time. They're looking at what to do when tensions arise. You know, we've had a lot of topics just in the past year that students are really, they're seeing it all on social media and they feel deeply about things like the Black Lives Matter movement, the Capitol storming, just this whole election process throughout this year, COVID, all things LGBTQ+, um, but even more than those bigger topics are just the way that they handle interpersonal conflict, pushing boundaries, their misbehavior. Um, They're looking to their leader in all of those moments in small group and outside just in conversation with them, um, who they are as a person, as a Catholic or Christian, um, and are looking to them to live, to model their behavior and see how they react. So they're going to test our boundaries. They're going to ask personal questions. They want to see if they're loved unconditionally, truly in this space. And if it's a safe space for them to explore their doubts and their questions, that's all happening within the small group between the leader and these students. And it all is based, all of those conversations are based in our values that equip them to have those conversations and to have that tension. And the values are there, those seven things, to create the situations where these sort of tensions can come up, mm-hmm. where those conversations can happen, to create the safe space that they're able Mm -hmm. to build relationships and have um, those times when the questions do come up and you can really dive deep into them. So you might be sitting there saying, if you're a youth ministry veteran, all of this sounds good. I love what you guys talk about on this podcast. Hopefully you do. You're so smart. If you're You're so so good looking, (laughs) (laughs) sure. That's what they're saying right now. Your voice sounds good looking. (laughs) But 
honestly, this might be what you're saying too. My students just seem bored. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've been there (laughs) in our small groups. We understand that too. Students have so many options. Um, Even during COVID, those options didn't ever really go away. We're fighting for their attention in a lot of ways. That's part of what youth ministry is about is being able to earn the credibility in their eyes, not only for them to be able to share, but for them to, for us to be worthy of their attention. Mm -hmm. And social media has made us all in some way armchair experts. And we're kind of desensitized. We're dulled to the wonder of the world that's around us and the relationships that we can have. And we're not as good at making reasoned arguments either. We can all record ourselves on podcasts (laughs) or making a video where there's nobody else talking to you. And there are some people out there that do this very well, but I studied philosophy for a couple of years when I was in seminary. And that was one of the things that I really learned is, is how to make a reasoned argument. And it's not arguing for the sake of disagreeing with somebody, but it's making a reasoned statement of why you believe something. That's what I mean when I say argument. Um, But mostly today, teens and as a public in general, we speak from emotion. So teens see themselves somewhat as invincible. They don't have a sense of their own mortality yet. And they don't recognize um, that what they're really looking for is a deeper purpose. They are looking for that. We're always looking for that but they don't recognize Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. And so part of our responsibility um, in leading them to that is to really have those values in mind and be consistent about them so that we can create the environments where they recognize that need and where we can help them to make reasoned arguments in their head for what they believe. Yeah, so what do we do in response to knowing all of that? Once again, it always comes down to our consistent values and consistent truths which all stem from our consistent person, which is Jesus. And that's who we're trying to model um, in our small groups as leaders in the lives of these teens. So you have to allow for their process. You know, Daniel said they want to know. They're, they're looking for their deeper purpose, but they don't even know that. And we know that they don't know that, but they don't know that they know that. <laughs> Try to follow that one. Yeah. (laughs) That's a friend's reference if I have any friends out there, (laughs) any friends fans out there. Um, So you have to allow for their process. And that means that you don't answer all of the questions, even when we know the answer, which is one of the hardest things to do, especially if you're like me and you are outspoken and can very quickly jump to tell someone what they what I know they need to know. That's not what we want to do in those um, moments with our teens. You don't have to answer all the questions because we don't want to do for them what they can do for themselves, what they have the ability to do for themselves. You know, we've said it before, but we don't want to teach them what to think. We want to teach them how to think. And this is all part of that process. And what we like to call this is that we're co-journeying as leaders, as volunteers, as youth ministers, we are co-journeying with these teens. We're not just teaching them. We're not just imparting our knowledge or what we know. We're living together. We're in real time advising and sharing with them. You know, that's why we around here, we don't call ourselves teachers or catechists. Um, It just puts a level of, of authority and difference in rank 
when it's the same reason we sit in a circle in our small groups because we all want to be on the same level. We are co journeying through this together and that's what makes your role different as a small group leader than as a teacher or a parent or someone of authority yeah and there are teachers and catechists we're not saying that that's not a role that's just Mm -hmm. not what our small group leaders are doing exactly and we do still have people that call themselves teachers call it a class Mm -hmm. and we continue to just reinforce that it's not it's a different process Mm -hmm. really what our leaders are doing is facilitating. A lot of times they're not even leading. And so in writing this, I was thinking maybe we should start calling them something else. We, we write SGL yeah. all the time, small group leader. Um, but really they're more like an SGF. They're a small group facilitator. Facilitator. I was also thinking, cause we call our um, like small group questions. Some people might call it each week, um, but we call them small group guides. And I'm like, that's what the leader is, what we call a leader. They're really just a guide. They're mm. guiding the conversation. Yeah. Oh, we've got so, we look at re-name, us. We're, yeah, we're thinking here. of ideas as we're here with you guys. <laughs> so just some, some tips in how to do that well. One is to have fun together. And this sounds really simple, but we found at least, and we're guessing that probably most of you, this is not as easy as it sounds Mm-mm. for teens. You have to really work at it to have fun. Um, and, you know, there's something about laughter scientifically Mm -hmm. that's been proven that it opens us up. It's important for us to laugh because um, we'll be more open to sharing in the rest of the time together. So find ways to share in something beyond just the deep conversations and prayers. If you want those deep conversations and prayers to happen, that's why the fun is important. Mm -hmm. So have fun. Dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't skip the fun because it, it establishes that relational trust. And you have to keep reinforcing mm-hmm. that throughout the year and you really celebrate it when, when it happens, which is not all the time, Mm-mm. even in the best of small groups, that does not happen every week. We had this, um, instance recently where one of our ninth grade boys groups, there was a boy who kind of had an outburst, got mad at his mm-hmm. fellow, um, small groupers because I don't even remember exactly what was said, but, but he basically got mad and, and it kind of caused him to open up about the things that were happening in his life because he was going through some really tough stuff. And because of that, he ended up meeting early with the small group leaders for a couple of weeks after that and just continuing to follow up mm-hmm. um, with him and with his family. We we found out a little bit more and we're able to support him through that. Um, so when that happens, you really need to celebrate it. Mm-hmm. We're not celebrating what's happening in to that young man, but the fact that he was open to it and then his small group leaders were a big part of what he's going through. And that your response is relational too in that it's a celebration of acknowledgement and gratitude for them opening up. You know, my small group... Um, a couple of weeks ago, we had a message that was all about tithing. So we were talking about um, things and we, I have a small group of eighth grade girls and the what we posed out there as a question just for fun was if you had a million dollars, what would you do with it? And we were all going around the circle saying how we would spend our million dollars. And one of our students said, I would spend some of the money for my brother and I to track down our birth mother because we're adopted. We didn't wow. we didn't know that about her before that. And that was just a moment of like, that's an 
awesome way to spend your money. That is so cool. Like, you know, so just in that moment of fun, a totally joking, we're talking about the trips we'd take and the mansions we would build. And then she found in that comfort and fun, um, the opening to share something personal too. Hmm. And another way that we can really create that sort of environment is to direct our students and ourselves to wonder and reason, to reopen our eyes to those things and our need for them. And really this stems from goodness, truth, and beauty, which is, um, these are called the transcendental things. And there's a lot of ways that they translate in philosophy and through the church. Um, But we are basically talking about something that's ancient, but still true. And we're saying those truths in many different ways. So sharing goodness, truth, and beauty, it's getting back to big ideas, I guess, but (laughs) um, continuing to keep that in mind, because that's really, as human beings, what we're attracted to, Mm -hmm. what's good and true and beautiful. And so keeping your group on that path. And today, we, as always, we like to end giving you guys one bright idea. So ours, if you are a leader in ministry, talk to your volunteers, your small group leaders, small group guides, small group facilitators, whatever you want to call them, about tension and encourage them to embrace it, to handle it, to let it sit there sometimes. Don't run from it. Teens especially are watching how you handle in those moments and you have an opportunity with each tense moment to create something deeper, create a a deeper relationship and to let it sit there and let them think for themselves. So that's our one bright idea. Thank you guys for joining us today. We love you all very much. You can tune in next time as we kick off our next series, What Comes Next? Student Ministry Post-COVID. 